very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, you know what to do by now. Go to the subscribe button and click on it. You will receive your login immediately. Give yourself the gift of truth. And through the years, you've heard me discuss the web bot, Cliff High, George Dior. But this time, there's something similar but new and different. Instead of the web bot, the dream bot. Can we actually predict the future by collecting dreams? According to tonight's special guest, Chris McClary, we can coming up right now on Veritas. Chris McClary is an author, philosopher, spiritual mentor, life coach, public speaker, and peace activist. He made a surprising transition from being a Top Gun aviator in the F-15E Strike Eagle to working directly with hundreds of dreams on a daily basis. This previous Air Force Lieutenant Colonel is now the director of the National Dream Center, where he collects, analyzes, and collates dreams in order to predict future events. He has appeared on several national radio shows, including Coast to Coast AM. Chris holds an MBA in finance, a Master of Art in Transpersonal Studies, and is currently pursuing a Master of Science in Professional Counseling. More of his work is available at nationaldreamcenter.com, which is also linked at ours. And directly from Fayetteville, Arkansas, I would like to welcome Chris McClary. Hello, Chris, and welcome to Veritas. Thank you so much, Mel. It's great to be on. It's quite an honor to be on your show. I'm so glad to have you on because it gives me, you know, a little bit of deja vu. I was telling you offline, as you know, our good friend Cliff High and and also George Yore have been on the show many times. And uh, is there a correlation here between the web bot and were what we know as the dream center, but also the dream bot. Yeah, there is, there's a lineage there. And it goes back, uh, somewhere on my site, it still has Cliff High's name on there. And so it still has, you know, a speck of his, uh, of his ingenuity, if you will. But really, this, this version of the dream bot is from a guy named Grady, who is the uh, sidekick with George Ure now at Nostracotus.com. And what was happening 
is I basically took over the web. I took over George Yur's website, the National Dream Center, and as a certified dream worker, I began working with dreams. And because I have a wife that has a lot of precognitive dreams, I was very excited about the kind of the new take on on dreams. In that we're solely looking at the future, and so to combine linguistics work with dream work, I thought was just out of this world. And of course, I didn't have any sort of bot myself, but I had. We had a, as you know, I think it was a couple of weeks after I took over. We had an unusual rash of dreams, and so I started. I just basically did a a real um, archaic version of linguistics analysis and lo and behold there was just some amazing stuff that came up in these dreams and and here I am have no algorithms nothing just basically looking at the words and how they laid out and uh, it, it came out it was so popular that George York came by uh, the site and said wow you, you know you probably could really use uh, the the big magic and that was his his uh, Nostracotus program that Grady built. And so they offered it to me for free to try it out with the dreams. And then throughout this summer, we're doing Project August, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure, hopefully, that uh, we developed some new algorithms inside of that program. And so we have actually four different versions of what is called the DreamBot. And it's all using the same uh basic program that Grady built over at Nostracotus.com, and it's it's kind of similar. I don't know all the nuances inside and how it compares to the old web bot, but it is definitely related. You know, I'm just thinking of, of, of dreams and so many people who are always dreaming, and, and to finally find somebody to put all these together. Uh, well, but before I ask you that question, I'm, I'm always curious, how did you go from flying fighter jets to, to working with dreams? And it's always an interesting question. What I really need to do is sit down one day and develop a one-sentence answer for that because it, this answer just takes so long. There's there's such a long progression in there. Basically, it was a spiritual upheaval is what I call it, and you'd understand that if I went through the whole history there, but, I mean, you take hours to go through there. And I ended up out in the middle of nowhere doing a lot of soul-searching, and then uh, ended up in a transformational school. And my it would be my second master's degree was um, the Master of Art that you you talked about. It was all about inner work, transformational, transpersonal studies. And I learned from the best in dream work, uh, and um, from Atlantic University, several different professors and PhDs there teaching me all the nuances there. And. Lo and behold, then, a few years ago, my wife really started coming on strong with her precognitive dreams, and so it just, it matched up perfectly together where I'm working intimately with dreams, not necessarily precognitive, and then her dreams are warning us about being hit by a drunk driver or getting a a, a tornado um, directly over us and taking out a Arkansas city. And these are these are big level dreams. In fact, uh, she predicted the on August first was the biggest headline was um, virus goes viral, and she she dreamt that in um, I think it was 
in May. It might have been in very early June, so right in that period. So two months ahead of time, she knew that uh, there was going to be some big virus on early early August. And we thought it was going to be MERS because a week prior to August 1st was the MERS meme was going big inside of you know CNN and Fox News and everybody. But then Ebola, Ebola. Came, came in and yeah. just swept the world. Uh, ever since then, so yeah, it went viral. Virus I'm getting, went viral. I'm getting well, definitely going viral, and I'm getting so many emails from people all over the United States. Especially, I forgot what was the city. I think uh, I forgot the city now, but the it is the city with the highest concentration of Liberians, and that apparently the the police is going home to home wearing, uh, you know, protective gear. Apparently, a lot of the, the Liberians in that area have been bringing a lot of their relatives from Liberia because of what's happening there. Then we wow. have the, the other person who just arrived in Atlanta today. Right. Uh, we have yeah. uh, another person who died in, 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 uh, in London yesterday. Another, uh, so many things happening at the same time. So yeah, we don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. I didn't have time to research it, but I saw some sort of headline that talked about like 10 doctors with the full suits actually contracted it or something along those lines i thought that was interesting i i don't know if that's true or not yes i don't know where it was yes and uh, you know i hardly dream but when i dream i dream very very vividly and i remember two years ago actually more five years ago i reported a dream that i had of going on a plane and the pilot saying we're going down brace for impact and when the and I don't mean to talk about my dreams, but I just have to say it before I forget it again. And all of a sudden, I opened my eyes in the dream. There was nobody on the plane. The door was open. The plane was on the tarmac. I look outside, and the plane was on an island. And I looked at the hill, and uh, it was Asian people there. And then we can think of the Malaysian Malaysian uh, wow. plane that disappeared. Then uh, a couple of years later, I thought of another dream where I'm in a field and I'm hearing you know, ordinance exploding in the distance. And all of a sudden, right in front of me, Chinese troops walking in front of me, which seemed to be the West Coast. So, you know, I, I don't like to think of those dreams, but looking at the geopolitical arena right now, it wouldn't be that unfeasible in the future to see that scenario panning out. Yeah, and I think it's important that you talk about your dreams because so many, and it is, it's really indicative when my one of my articles makes it onto some place like Before It's News, and and it does super well. A lot of people run through it, and and we get a lot of good feedback on these types of things. But then you have, you know, seven or so people who, you know, they're very very cynical. And so I had a dream too, ha ha ha, you know, very joking and sarcastic. And it just goes to show that what kind of a culture that we have and we don't appreciate the power and beauty of the dreams and how powerful they can be, not only for the individual, but for the collective. In fact, the expert on all this secret history of dreaming is Robert Moss. And in his book is that I just said, the title, he talks about how if we don't get back to our dreaming roots, you know, dreaming is throughout all of history and the indigenous tribes are that, you know, they honored their dreams, and and I'm I'm looking at Project August now, and I think he's right. If we don't get back, kill ourselves. 
if we don't value our dreams, it's that. And looking at the response from Before It's News readers, we had a lot of great responses, but, you know, those sarcastic comments kind of represent, I think, the majority, the majority of people who just chastise. You know, for example, my whole family, we chastise my wife's dreams because, you know, they're just nonsensical, and then all of a sudden something big like, she predicts a drunk driver hitting us, and then we, lo and behold, within 24 hours, get hit by a drunk driver. Um, they're important, and not just for precognition, not just for showing us what probabilities are in the future, but we're talking about what it is. The biggest thing in my work right now is to show, to represent what the collective unconscious is concentrating on, and regardless of what your orientation is some people say that well my work actually creates the future instead of predicting the future and i think it's actually a combination of both i've written on this so so many times and it's an important concept but really it doesn't matter if we're predicting or creating with my work i'm showing what the collective unconscious is concentrating on right now and that will show what the highest probabilities are for humanity, especially as we get more and more um, dreamers. Now, my dream bot doesn't just look at the dreams in my own database. I go out into, well, I was going to say thousands of sites, but that's that that's not true. Thousands of of dreams every time I run the dream bot around the world. I'm trying, yeah, you know, I've just gained a couple more sites that I didn't know about last week. But um, but basically, all it does is look at dreams. And part of that represents uh, the biggest trends in there. When I when I do the dream forecast every week, those trends is what the collective unconscious is concentrating on. And so far, it really does represent. Not only it, it, it does have a lot of past, so you can see, like for example, floods. When we had in the middle of or early July, we had a meme that came in about floods. And we even had location markers. And it kind of showed a little bit of the past. I mean, certainly every single day you're going to have floods somewhere on the on the planet, you know, so that's no big surprise. But if you're able to look at these location markers and identify where it might happen, so, for example, this in this case was Colorado. Well, I looked in the history, or you know, I did some searching for flooding in the past before my dream forecast, and there really wasn't any in Colorado, so I suspected that there might be some Colorado flooding in the future, and within a week, sure enough, there there was. So there are successes. We're still learning about these connections because a lot of these DreamBot, like DreamBot 4, and I don't want to go through all the specifics, it's still in beta form, and we're still just kind of testing out, testing out the waters to see what kind of stuff comes in. Now, Project August is, is really unbelievable. And I'm looking at main headlines from July 28th on have all been one headline, at least one headline in our Project August list. It's amazing. Like this last one was today. I look on there and there's a four-star general assassination. Well, we That's right, in Afghanistan, right. Assassination in our, in our head. Now, we'll talk about some of the nuances. And you can see if you read the reports, which are public, by the way, Read the reports at uh, National Dream Center and go to Project August. 
um, you can see how the headlines kind of morph. And when we first started off, I was kind of getting these kind of hazy things like, well, flooding or, or wave or high waves or assassination, but I didn't really have any specifics. And I've got a, my new project. I'm going to minimize those. Those times where we have a clear meme, but we have no specifics. We're gonna we're gonna deal with that one. But you can see by the time we get to uh, report six, which is the last one, we have very specific. So we have a uh, sinkhole develops and swallows a ho uh, cars and homes and asphalt. And 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 right now we have, I think it was in Singapore. There's a record building that is at risk of falling into a sinkhole and that was uh as of today and oh, and, then, and then of all things you know so these these very specific the, the, these aren't just like uh one word type deals sinkhole and we got we had two different headlines for sinkholes and both of them have come true already uh but these are so specific or most of them i'm trying to get them more and more specific because the the more specific you can get, the more impressive it is when it comes true later. So, for example, we talked about there was a very clear meme in our in our language and the dreams. There was a nice overlap about uh, Middle Eastern women taking off their burqas or trying to get out of this the dogma. That was kind of that was kind of the feel in these dreams. And so, uh, you know, these, some of these headlines I just didn't want to put on on there because it just seems so ridiculous to think that they're going to come true. But lo and behold, today, there's this outrage in Saudi Arabia where a newscaster, a female newscaster, took off her burqa and presented the news. And huh. it's like this big this big ordeal. I, can't, I just can't believe it. It's like, um, you know, and, and then we had we had one headline. It was it was mostly a joke. It was so funny that I couldn't I, I couldn't help it. I had to I had to honor the dreamer. And, and put the headline on there that she talked about inventing a fart machine. And I put it on there just to have some comic relief with all a what things. machine? A fart machine. <laughs> it's a, in, a flatulence machine or invention. She called it an invention. What does it do? And well, that's, that's the kind of the non, the non hit part of it. This one didn't hit squarely, but I wasn't expecting any kind of hit. Uh, but I put it on there anyway because I wanted it to be funny. So anyway, this guy in, in England invents a, far, a huge fart machine that resembles a person's buttocks, and he aims it at France. Mm. And this happened uh, the week, just the week prior to August. So it was just outside of August. But holy cow! I mean, who would have expected a, a fart invention headline to come true? It's ridiculous. You know, and you use two words that are very important, and I keep going, keep going back to the WebBot because I remember at the beginning when it started, you know, it was beta test. It was only, you know, really designed to look at, at uh, stock trends, and then it morphed into all of a sudden buildings falling and people people dying and then uh, the tsunamis, and, and, and it started having a life of its own, but collective unconscious. The WebBot goes out there, to look, the spiders go out to, to look at fora in, in, you know, people's conversations. But in this case, you're looking for dreams, which I, in my opinion, this takes it a step further because, as you say, so many people ridicule people who have dreams. And, you know, you and I would not be here talking on Veritas if I had not had a dream that told me to start this show. 
and this is how it happened. And ever since before that, I used to laugh. I used to say, "Oh, dreams! It's just part of the, you know, part of the part of the sleeping cycle, and your mind just goes out there and imagines things." But then things started happening, and I started following the instructions of the dream. And up to this day, I keep doing that all the time. And that's why I'm interested in, in, in seeing what hits you have gotten, because if you were able to collect this data from so many people, I'm very interested in knowing how the translation and, and being able to connect dots, how does that happen behind the scenes? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's so important. I think the dreaming brings in several really cool things about this the dream bot. Um, first things first, I think it, it sheds away a lot of agenda because like the old, I'm not, I'm not downplaying the web bot, but there is, it's looking, the web bot is looking mostly at material that had an agenda behind it because, you know, let's face it, if I'm going to put an article on before it's news or reddit.com, I'm going to word it so that as many people see it as, as possible, I get my name out there, people start liking me. Or if you're CNN, of course you want to beat beat out Fox News. So you're gonna light, you're you're gonna enliven the the content, and make it sound a lot more extraordinary. And with dreams, you don't get as much of that. You don't have that agenda there that says I got to make this sound as as awesome as possible so that as many people you know read it and appreciate it. You don't you don't really get that because you're you're talking about places, excuse me, places on the internet where people are just, they know that their dreams mean something, at, at least to them, and that's what's important uh, for their work, and they, they record it, and over a period of time, they can do whatever they, there's a lot of different things you can do with your dreams, by the way, and they know that, and they're just putting in, their boyfriend did this, and their cat did that, and and, and meanwhile, uh, the collective unconscious is thinking about um, vampires one day, you know, one week. You know that some of some of these trends clearly come up and down. So anyway, they're coming in without or with a much less agenda on it. So it's collective unconscious kind of stripped away to just kind of see the bare trends. And then what's what's really neat about this, and, and this kind of this this is what takes the the art. Because the, the web bot is kind of a science. And now when I read the linguistics, when I see the trends, now I can go, if it's kind of, okay, let's say, for example, there's just one word that pops up, like a sinkhole or, or you know, building or bridge. And this last this last Project August was, was bridge was outstanding. It just popped up from nowhere. And so, but there's no really descriptive description in the linguistics to go, okay, the bridge is going to collapse or the bridge is going to explode or there's going to be a new bridge. So we don't know what about that. So you can go back into the dreams now and you can start looking at the context. And sometimes it's going to be metaphoric. Sometimes it's going to be literal. What I'm looking for in particular on these big hits. So for example, uh, the the gold crash was coming, and gold collapse. And now this one this one was interesting. This is not Project August, and it was off of the beta form of the Dreambot. But it was very clear. It was basically showing, telling us that the gold bar system is going to collapse. And I'm trying to get a, you know specifics on it. So I go in back into the dreams, 
And sure enough, there's a whole bunch of dreams about not having any money. So sometimes it was metaphoric that these people were talking about vagabonds or not being able to afford a tree for Christmas for their, for their, you know, sons and yada, yada, yada. So you look at all these overlaps and you go, well, maybe, maybe, maybe the gold in the linguistics refers to more of money in general. So you're looking at the market today and the last few days. Um, maybe that was it is, uh, the kind of the market was kind of peaked out and we're going to see it go down substantially or some other people are hypothesizing that the whole gold conspiracy, you know, that whole deal is going to go down. And of course, gold market is based on paper. So when you have paper collapsing, it brings, it, it looks like the value of gold is going down, but meanwhile, your purchasing power with gold will stay. It just looks fearful because it looks like it's going to collapse. So some people are saying it's going to be that. That one's kind of hard to tell, but that's kind of how the process works is you get the linguistics. Sometimes it's crystal clear. For example, was I think it was in report number two or three, we had a White House, and it was White House um, person going small, or, or no, a White House person small going. And so it was very clear. And it was DreamBot 1, so this one was, it was vetted. And we know from DreamBot 1 that if it says it, uh, very clearly in DreamBot 1, chances are it's gonna be coming true. So I hypothesized that someone in the White House is gonna leave. And sure enough, Jay Carney leaves. Oh boy, and I don't know, I forget the timing on that. It was uh, a couple weeks or three weeks later, something like that. And, uh, he leaves. That was just the linguistics, so we didn't need to go into the dreams to see if there was any um, explanatory details in there. It was clear on its own. And the uh, Spanish king, we had predicted that. That one, it was interesting because it came straight out of a dream. It was very metaphoric, and we put the headline out on June 1st. On June 2nd, the king of Spain, we put the headline out. It said, a Spanish official will step down. Mm-hmm. And but we added amid a uh, extramarital affair because that was part of the dream, and lo and behold, it was Juan Carlos was the king of Spain on on the day after the report was made. Juan Carlos says, "I'm going to give the crown uh, the cr- the crown to my son," and steps down, and um, <laughs> I'm floored. You know, I'm just floored. Now Juan Carlos, you can see you do any kind of search online. This wasn't, uh, supposedly his throne wasn't abdicated because of an extramarital affair, so that wasn't really a direct hit, but it was a metaphoric hit because you look online and it talks extensively about his affairs with Princess Diana, and of course nothing can be proven, so this is just conjecture, but his uh, his whole career is marred with extra extramarital affairs, so it was a part of the headline that came out, but it wasn't the cause of his abdication, if you know what I mean. No, of course. I mean, the, the excuse is that because of the whole, the financial hardships in Spain, you know, but that that's all excuses. But, um, you know, looking at, at, at uh, the the mechanics of the DreamBot, why do we need a DreamBot if we already have a WebBot? Oh, great question. 
Um, I kind of explained that first. I'd like to tear away the agenda. Um, first of all, if you're only going to be going on to CNN and Fox News and the web forums, chances are you're going to be 100% negative in the approach. And typically when we do headlines now, you're you're also talking about the same concept where it seems like everything is negative because positive things don't really make the headlines or they, they don't make the number one headline at least. It always seems to be the de- destructive thing. So that's point number one is that if you if you just do dreams, you're stripping away the agenda and so therefore your chances of getting a p- pure picture of the collective unconscious go up exponentially and in fact you can see this on and um my dream forecasts I, I used to be doing that every day but since since i've gained so many dreams it takes pretty much all day at least all afternoon to do a, a dream bot run so i only do it once a week but you can see how sometimes it's negative oriented and sometimes it's 100 percent positive i can't remember that i think it was like the second week in july the emotions that came out of the dreams, because we're categorizing weather form, uh, weather, uh, um, weather trends in the dreams, emotions in the dreams, geography, um, cities, locations, and that sort of thing. All sorts of different categories, and one of them was emotion. And we can kind of, uh, emotion and the weather are the two biggest things in these dream forecasts because it kind of shows the overarching theme of where the collective unconscious is going. And it was a couple weeks ago we had, we had an overwhelming positive. It was, uh, the top seven emotion words were like, um, love and nice and care, uh, you know, caring or whatever. It, it was just clearly 100% positive. It was the first time we'd ever seen that. And that, that is part of humanity is as much as people don't want to hear that because that doesn't make any sort of ratings and doesn't scare people um it's true you know sometimes we have our high moments in our days and sometimes we have our low moments sometimes humanity is working in a positive direction sometimes it's working in a negative direction we just had israel pulling out of gaza that looks on paper to be very positive um so just to say that we're devolving one direction unidirectional i think is selling humanity short and uh, we do have a say in where we're going but it sure helps to know where we are right now i don't know if this happens to you but i see two camps i see those people who are so negative and so doom and gloom every single day that you get tired of that but i also i also get tired of the pollyanna who are always no matter even even if there's some dire news out there they always dismiss it and say, nope, 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 this is just fear-mongering. I'm going to bury my head in the sand. Things are going to be fine. Look, I understand both ways, but I tend to be in the middle looking at both sides. Don't you require somebody like that to interpret, uh, to make an interpretation of these dreams? Oh, absolutely, Mel. You're all over this. I think, um, you know, I was going to say something, to, but it's going to sound like I'm patting myself on the back, so I'll, I'll not do that. But it, Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, it, it, it does take it takes a special kind of person to be able to value both sides. We we value uh, kind of like Carl Jung. You know, we all want to avoid the shadow. We want to avoid the the parts of ourselves that we just don't like. You know, the 
the smelly, disgusting thoughts, the negativity, we'll kind of want to push that under the rug. But until we, until we accept that that is part of us as well, then we're living a lie. And uh, living a lie is not going to help us evolve to our maximum potential. Now, this is not to say that we should be so authentic that um, that we stay in the same rut, because you can you can you, yeah, it's just very hard to describe. But you have you have some um, totally negative people that they're just they're negative because that's what their rut is. And every once in a while, our swing. Our humanity's swing, or our individual swings, take us to a place where we can create. But we're not always creating our reality. We have we have crap coming at us that we just can't we we can't um, we can't manage. It's overwhelming. It's bigger than us. And so uh, I have this. Yeah, I kind of have this same concept going in. Um, what, what I'm going through my third master's degree right now in psychotherapy and. I'm planning on using this new concept called Yippie Ball. I'll name, I'll name it something more official. But it talks about how each individual is very cyclic. We have different energies going on at different times. Sometimes we have to sit and just accept what's going on. And other times we have to be bold and go out there and create and say, this is my world. This is not, you know, this is a world that I created. And um, it takes a, a special individual to be able to it's the yin and the yang. It's the yin and the yang. You're exactly right. To know when to surrender, to completely surrender, but know when to step out and be bold and brave and not say and not accept any no from anybody. There's two totally polar different aspects to every individual. And those who can master that, I think, are going to uh, maximize their life, you know, this life right now. I think that's the only way to maximize, you know, the the life that we've given, been given here on Earth at this time. When you say that dreams are future, what do you mean? Okay, first of all, dreams will show you a mirror into your own subconscious because all day you're going around, oh gosh, you're driving home at the same same freaking route every day and uh, one day you get home and you're like oh my gosh I don't even remember driving home well that's your subconscious your there's a beauty about the subconscious and so I'm not I'm not saying this is a bad a bad attribute for us but we do tend to live on autopilot and that's all done from the subconscious area well the dreams the dreams take from our subconscious and because and they 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 show up in different forms and different symbols, show us different events in our dreams. And if you want to know what's really going on in your subconscious, uh, subconscious, then look at your dreams. Look and record your dreams, and you'll know what kind of mind you're you know what you're feeding your mind. So are you watching too many horror flicks, uh, that sort of thing? And why that's important is because you are, according to Bruce Lipton. You're, we're primarily about 95% subconscious throughout the day. So if we keep watching horror flicks and we have fear in the back of our mind, but we don't, we don't, we don't recognize it because we're ignoring it or whatever, then we are acting in a fearful way and we will actually attract 
some more fearful situations, you see. So it'll show you what you're creating. So in essence, it shows you the past. It shows you what you programmed your mind with, what kind of news you watched, what kind of conversations you had, all that kind of stuff. And in return, it'll show you what future you're creating, 95% subconscious. Um, that's the primary way it shows you who we are. And what I'm looking at, I'm more concerned about the collective version of this. Never before done, and as far as I know, I'm, I'm looking at in uh, two different manners, but we're looking at forward-looking. So we're, we're going to try and see what humanity is creating slash predicting. I don't separate the two, and that's how we know uh, who we are. Do you have to... I'm just trying to understand the concept behind the, the dream bot. If you have to collect all these dreams, let's say, for example, you're collecting dreams for an entire week and you start seeing these patterns, do you have to wait until a certain moment before you can release the information in order for the information not to be tainted by, say, hoaxers? Because that happens. You know, we have we have shills out there all the time on the Internet that who infiltrate. If they see that you are you know, getting to something, they may come out and pretend they're submitting a dream when in reality they're trying to to, uh, to change the information's outcome? Yeah, absolutely. I've seen that already. In fact, I uh, saw kind of the, the big surge of uh, my popularity as it kind of surged there uh, about a, a month ago, kind of started seeing some hints of that. But the beauty of this is I'm so diversified, good luck. You know, the only way you could be able to do that is to have a dream that has just one word in it, you know, a hundred times, and I'll be able to identify that. So I'll be able to negate it. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree that they would they would try to do something like that. I, I wasn't too worried about that a, a few months ago because I just wasn't, we weren't big enough. I wasn't looking at enough dreams. But if they want to go into the dream base, my database, and start messing with that, um, it's not going to do anything. I'll be able to find it. Now, okay, so going back to your original question, um, what I do is I don't even look at the dreams throughout the week. I mean, for the for the dream bot. Now, I look at the dreams for, say, Project August, and that's taking 95% of my time right now. For each week when I do the regular dreams, um, I... And I set a day, normally it's Tuesday because I, because weekends are, are typically very big. People have more time to record their dreams. People sleep in, which means they'll have more dreams to begin with. And by Monday, they'll have them recorded in their databases. So I like Tuesday is the best. And so I then go out within an hour and get all the dreams, get all the text version for that, and then um, run the, run the dream bots on it. And when something looks squirrely, because now I've got historical data to, to, you know, kind of analyze it to see what's, is it, is it just a lot of, lot of hits on that one word this week? Or is there a trend going? I, I can see all that kind of stuff with my algorithms. And that's, that's the important thing. So I don't know, you know, if, if, um, the word soul pops up one week. It might just be a fleeting thing, and uh, so we want to we want to kind of know that. But if it's steadily growing, well, that's a whole different cat. And um, 
we have some hypotheses on what that's going to mean, but that's that's kind of going down the rabbit's hole because it's still beta form. Um, so yeah, I go one week at a time. I just pick a, a snippet in time. I look at all the dreams for the past week, and then what are those trends? And I'll look based on history. And sometimes something like the gold thing will, will pop up very just in your face. It'll be very descriptive, and you'll and you know it'll potentially if if this comes true, it'll affect a lot of people. And so I get an alert out. So I have alerts now via email, and when something like that comes up, I'll I'll be able to get people the information soon. So if you're interested in getting those updates in a timely timely manner, then you can sign up, go to the website, sign up for email alerts. Did I answer your question, or did I kind of sidestep? No, no, you did, you did. I'm just trying to, once again to understand how you extrapolate the information. I was trying to imagine if it's a, a computer program that basically takes those the, the text that you received and does it separate nouns from verbs, and then it starts, for example, if you hear, if you see the word Gaza, 20 times, or you see the word earthquake 20 times, and, and you know, and verbs to take action. Do you separate all that and then make a conclusion? Is that how it works? Yes, in general. Okay, so I've got a couple different things going, and in general, I see the DreamBot information. I've got, again, four different versions of it, so what I like to do is to see a an overlap in the different DreamBots. That's, that's very powerful. So, if um, Earthquake is, in fact, high on the list in one DreamBot, then I'd like to see it play out in another one, at least be very specific or be very um, high in accordance with past trends, that sort of thing. Something special about Earthquakes has got to be pronounced in the other linguistics as well. So I first look for inter-DreamBot overlaps. Then, when I take that, I have another um, supporter, a staff supporter, She's awesome. She looks at the dreams, and she looks at just straight overlaps. And we do this separately. So she looks for overlaps in our dreams at the dream base. And when we have an overlap in in her dream, you know, themes, and an overlap with the dream bot results, that's very powerful. Uh, so, for example, now we we just started doing this, and it was based on our success with Project August. That's where it, that's where it came from. We weren't doing it before, and so the reason we started it because we see we saw a whole lot of success with Project August. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So our very first our very first week in doing this, unbelievable. We pull out our only trends were uh, Chicago high waves, um, flooding, and it looked like some severe storms. And then, I'm trying to go back in uh, memory here, there was another one was, oh, conflict conflict escalates. Okay, so it was very archetypical, very, but very trending, and not to sound all obscure. So we had, we had two conflicting pieces here. We had the dreams were saying one thing, like the word hot was big, and then the linguistics were saying cold and storm. And so I had to look at the weather forecast to kind of see, well, okay, cold is coming, so that means hot is going to be metaphoric then. If, if in fact, there's something here. You know, obviously, 
we could be going, okay, this is all a waste of time. But let me tell you, this is one data point that says this is not a waste of time. So first of all, we said, okay, the cold is coming in. Um, that could mean that there's going to be a huge storm, high waves in the Great Lakes because in Chicago and that, that kind of area, Great Lakes region. Sure enough, a week later, well, about six days later, the weather forecast comes out warning people of high waves in the Great Lakes. So it was like verbatim of what we had issued a week prior. Then, then so we, so since that fixed the cold and stormy part of it, then we said, okay, hot has got to be something, because hot was, was huge. It was, it was something that could not be ignored. And so we said, it's going to be a general conflict escalation. And now, because it was new, you know, some people would go, okay, well, you can, you can, you can guess conflict escalation any week you want and you'll get hits on it. But I, well, I was very, I was specific and said it'll be, um, an increase in, you know, conflict escalation for the Mexico border, the Gaza conflict, the Ukraine, Iraq, you know, ISIS, etc. And we covered all those, so it'll be a wide sweeping escalation. And that week, it was very specific. I even said, um, it's going to be a tough week as far as body counts go. That's what I said in, in that headline. And uh, the, especially for the Gaza situation, it was saying the um, the body counts is getting out of control, something like that was part of. And then the first, um, the first, uh, no, I was going to say suicide bomb, but that wasn't correct. The, the first shots across the Mexico border, some drug cartels, there was uh, like six deaths there on that same day. Uh, Ukraine, obviously, we had the Russia was deploying more forces to the border, that sort of stuff. So all these things were. Now, if you want to say, well, you can just do that any week. Well, take it one week later, where we where we uh, put a post out the opposite post and said, peace, 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 and lo and behold, Israel uh, leaves Gaza. So is that just coincidence, or is there something to this? And those kind of questions, these, that's what we're, that's what we're working on now. We're keeping those statistics now. We're putting out headlines. We're not, we're not claiming we're going to get 100% hits on these, but so far, it's looking very impressive, especially when you look at Project August. How far in advance does your process, quote unquote, see into the future? Can it look out years in advance, or is it just a week or two? Well, right now we're we are going to be able to test that. We had our, our first big our first big hurdle on that on that question was August 28th. We had a dreamer come in with specific. He said the State Department, or she, Tessie, she said that the State Department. She had read in her dream that the State Department was going to issue a white paper saying something like the missiles are found, and then lo and behold, on 28th of August, or 28th of July this year, 2014, the State Department issues a, a white paper saying that Russia had, uh, accusing Russia of um, of overstepping their treaty, the 1987 Missile Treaty. So basically the U.S. has found their missiles being used that they shouldn't have been using. Uh, so it wasn't a direct hit. Uh, because she didn't have the details because her husband in her dream was pestering her, wouldn't let her read the uh, the article in the dream. 
But anyway, we, we, we got a big hit on it. Just wasn't a perfect hit. We didn't know that it was going to be a treaty broken. And well, where was I going to go with that? What was your original question? I, no, I just wanted to know how far in advance oh, do that, you how see? How far in advance? Yeah. yeah. So the very next one was we had Project Uno, and Project Uno was a contest associated with Project August. Let me step back. Project August was a big global initiative to test whether or not people can intend to dream about a future month. This, in this case, August 2014. And so, you know, dreamers from all over the world, before they went to bed, they intended, I will dream about a big headline that will happen in August. And then regardless of what they dreamed, if they dreamed about a, a toothbrush or a car or blue sink, they would still put that in the database because the archetype would be important. So anyway, Project Uno then was very specific to the individual as a contest to see who could get the biggest hit, the biggest headline on August 1st. So they intended when they went to bed, I will dream about a about the biggest headline on August 1st. And we only had, <laughs> of all the people that entered Project August, we only had, I think, like five or six people stick their neck out on the line and to do this exercise um, because I, I, I said that I was going to make these dreams um, public as soon as they put him in there, so I think that scared him away. But we only had like six people, and of those six, we had 50% of them get a very strong hit, one of those being the virus gone viral. That was a huge hit. And then we had a sinkhole where she saw that a sinkhole was developing and 10 people were going to be rescued, nine or 10 people, she said, but with just very minor injuries. And then lo and behold, and, um, oh, I forget what city it was, that August 1st, sinkhole, people had to be rescued, minimal injuries, and it was about 10 people is what the article said. It was a direct hit. The other one was interesting. It, it showed up a little bit early, but she, uh, she came up with a, a Michigan murder of a teenage girl, and it was going to be associated with Nazi. And this one is still, is interesting because it came true about a week early, a week earlier than August 1st. And the FBI is still researching this one. Wink, wink. We don't know if they really are or not. But the, uh, the point is that they don't know who did it, but the dreamer apparently knows that it was two Nazi boys, uh, teenage boys, and has all the details, and she's trying to get a hold of the authorities, and you, we know, you know, we've already talked about what people think of dreams, so the chances of them listening to are slim. Um, okay, so for timing, then we have, so we have, that was about two months, so we know that we have the, the capability to look two months in advance for a specific day, and now another dreamer, if we want to get into some more, it's going to be tested on uh, Christmas and Easter. So for whoever's listening later on, see, December 25th, it's going to be some big um, interest rate hike. I mean, it'll probably, it's just she was given the interest rates, the prime rates, on certain days. And I'm trying to look and see what the actual numbers were. Uh, it's probably going to be a waste of time. But these, it'll be, these, this will be in the headlines that I will post for Project August. And I'll have these out later this week. It'll, it'll be in there. So it shows Christmas 
and then the following Easter and what those interest rates will be. So that'll be a test for not for the dream bot. That was just one individual dream. Those are just as, just as important. In fact, my headlines combine. I, I, I annotate whether or not it was a headline based off of one dream. It was a headline based off of one linguistics or two linguistics or a combination of dreams and linguistics and that sort of thing. And, and depending on how much overlap there is, it'll determine what I think the probability is. And we're tracking whether or not we can predict the probability accurately. So ideally, we'd see that all the really high probabilities, all the ones that represent overlaps in the dreams, those are the ones that come true. Hopefully, that's what we'll see, but you know, we're just testing that now. Interesting that uh, you mentioned Christmas, because that's usually when people are already done with their Christmas shopping, so they're using their credit cards until that point in time. Ah. So what a good way to spike the interest rate. When, that you would know, be a good time without making the... Uh, with that hurting the season, the, the season for retailers, yes. Um, Very good point. Now, DreamBot, Dream Forecast, and the Dream Seer scale, is this all the same? Uh, it's all inter interrelated. Now, the Dream Seer is very, very important. How much time do I have to discuss this? Because I want to give it... We have about uh, eight minutes before we have to separate both segments. Okay. Dream Seer is one of the most critical concepts in, at the National Dream Center, when we talk about future predictions and we talk about headlines coming true, this is the key because instead of, okay, so uh, we predict X happening and then Y actually happens. And then I say, see, Mel, it came true. And then you say, no, that's, that, that didn't come true. You know, it's very subjective, you know, like, so we battle it back and forth, yes or no, yes or no. And, um, I don't want to, to have that argument to be based on yes or no, black and white. It's not all or nothing. And so I developed this scale to where, okay, so you dream about a, a blue bus and a red-headed girl steps out of the bus. So in real life, then, you see um, something blue, a blue vehicle, let's say. And you say, well, that's a hit. But, you know, that's, that didn't really come true. You, you know, I didn't see a bus. I didn't see a redheaded. So it was a hit. So it was really, really low on the dream seer scale. But let's say that you see a, you know, like a burgundy or a purple bus and a redhead steps out. You're like, ooh, that's, that's a little bit closer. So you got bus and you have redhead steps out. So that's a little bit higher. But what if you have, obviously, you see Blue bu a blue bus with a red head, everything is correct, that's a 5.0, it's a perfect score. So instead of you and I saying yes or no was a hit, let's identify scores. So I'll give, let's say, a burgundy bus with a red-headed girl, I'll say dream seer of, say, two, and you'll, you'll come back and say, no, I think it's more of like a 1.5. But we agree that it's very low, and it probably shouldn't be considered a, a direct hit. So we'll keep waiting. We'll wait for another one, and these these world real world events come in. So you might have a headline that has five or six hits on it, and we will take the highest one and look at when that date was compared to when the prediction was. So the dream scare scale is important so that we don't get caught in the yes or no game. If we see if we see dream seers of one or two, and it's like yeah, that's 
that's important that it got a that dream prediction got a hit, but we want to see more along the lines of like 3.5 or 4. So we want to see like at least two things in the in the two two major things coming true in the dream. Ideally, we have it all. We have the name of the person, the place, the time, you know, exactly the whole headline. And we have actually had a few of those 5.0s, everything hitting on all cylinders. So it can be done. I remember years ago, probably in the mid-'80s, the first time I uh, started looking into dreams and the interpretation, and uh, I even looked at, a, I believe it was a dreamer's dictionary, because if you dream something, for example, if you dream that you're falling, and you're flying and you're falling, there's a, a, a meaning behind it. When you receive your dreams from text from people, do you have to look into these uh, dictionaries to to make an interpretation based on, on, on what they really mean? In other words, if I say stock market crash, that might have actually a different meaning? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, that's important. But I do, I don't do that off the bat. And what you're talking about is more like uh, along the lines of uh, like a Carl Jung archetype to where if you see a certain thing in the dream, well, that definitely means this. You see a bird and it means you're about ready to soar, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just threw that out as an example. But I don't worry about that until I kind of get contact. I need contact. Oh, for, let me first say that um, you can do it that way. You can get a lot of value in dream work with looking at a uh, site like Dream Moods or Dreams Cloud and get a get a archetypical meaning for the item in the dream and still get value out of it. But I think the better value is the the hypothesis that says that only the dreamer can determine with any certainty what that dream means. It has to mean something. They have to be convicted about it. And only they can say what that means. So as a, as a dream worker, if I work with individuals, I will tell them that, that I can offer my projection or my interpretation. Or I can offer them the archetype of it. But if it doesn't resonate deeply with them, then I tell them not to accept that and start. You know, some of these dream interpretations take years to develop. You may not know the ultimate meaning for a decade or two later. So it's good re to record your dreams for that very reason. Um, as far as using the archetype, that is valuable when there's no context. So I get flood or I get water. Water is a big one. And it's, it's always big. And, you know, water performs very well in dreams because it's very archetypical. And but typically, like for Project Argus, we had we had context. So we saw waves. So we saw coastal water. And that sort of thing. And so we put a headline out. In fact, that one might be coming true in, in Hawaii. We've got right now coming two converging hurricanes coming in. And we were primarily centered on Florida. That was the actual headline. But I talked about it in report one that uh, Hawaii might actually be the one that was hit. And uh, so that might come in. Um, but if there's no context, that's where I go to the art type. So if it's just water... Period. No context. By meaning context, is there a trend in the context? So one guy looks at flooding, another guy's looking at high waves, another guy's looking at drinking water, another, you know, blah, blah, blah. If that's, if that's the kind of, there's no real trend there, then I can start looking at an archetypical form if water is higher than it 
excuse me, higher than it normally is. Does that make sense? It, it does. And, and the reason why I ask you is because for many people, when they dream, they think their dreams are bizarre. So if you, you, you use contents from dreams, they result to some people may be bizarre. That's what you would have to, <laughs> the interpretation must be different. That's what I, I, I was expecting when I first started this future kind of look and working with dreams, knowing that dreams are bizarre, normal. Well, actually, the majority of dreams aren't bizarre. And that's what I learned in my dream work is the majority of dreams are just your, you just go out and do your routine in your dream and nothing big happens and you're not afraid of anything and that sort of thing. So it is kind of the exception to have the bizarre. But my, <laughs> my knowledge about dreams I was thinking when when I was combining all the dreams together that I would get some really bizarre stuff. And that's kind of the beauty here, especially in the DreamBot 3. I'm sorry, the DreamBot 2. It strips out the bizarreness. In fact, when... I don't know if this is appropriate to talk about now, but when we're looking at Project August dreams versus non-Project August. So Project August, you had an intention to dream about August. All the other dreams have no intention. So I'm looking at, is there a difference between the two? And there does tend to be a difference as far as the level of bizarreness. The Project August dreams are much less bizarre. And one last question before we, we pause. Who can participate? Do, do they have to be precognitive dreamers, or how can they sign up to or register? Oh, okay, well, Project August is closed. We're not accepting any more Project August dreams. But we are doing, you know, anybody can register for just regular dream work, and it's good to be on the site because you're going to get, especially sign up for email updates because we're going to have more projects coming down. This was, Project August was a huge success, and August isn't even over yet. And so, yes, we're going to take this a lot farther. And um, so I encourage everybody to come on the site and at least at least look at what's there and know that... Um, Within a month or two, you're gonna have, you're gonna see the genesis of another project, similar project there. And no, what I, to answer your question about precognition, I don't expect people to be gifted precognitive dreamers. Now, if people are showing that, and I kind of have my eye on a, on a few very, very talented people here, they're very clear who it is, um, I'm gonna look at their dreams a lot closer because I know that they have that gift in them. Other people can come in. I wanted to prove that Project August can predict with, without having gifted dreamers. And I think we're, we're doing that. And folks, don't go anywhere. We are here with Chris McClary. The website is nationaldreamcenter.com, correct? That's correct. Nationaldreamcenter.com. And we have it linked on our, on our side. When we come back, now that we discuss the foundations, I always want to discuss what makes a system tick and I think we've accomplished that. Now I want to discuss more of Project August. I also want to really explore how you handle a dream that predicts something horrible about someone else, about geopolitical affairs that are happening right now. What about positive, predictive dreams that are positive, and the hits that you have been able to pinpoint so far. All of this when we come back. Folks, don't go anywhere. I'm here with my special guest, Chris McClary, discussing dreams. The Dreambot. This is Mel Bambergus, and you're listening to Veritas. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the first segment of this very important interview. 
To listen to the rest, go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. You will receive your login immediately. We'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and we'll be right back. Enjoy. Enjoy. 